0: Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Predators podcast. Justin Bradford, Matt Best. This episode is brought to you by my favorite, Built Bar. Protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's locked 15 You get 15% off your order. Just place my order for Strawberry Guava Built Boost and Cookie Dough Bites. I've already been enjoying my coconut uh, almond and my chocolate peanut butter and and cherry barcia and orange. And we, we got it all here at this household. All here. So go get your Built Bar.
1: Does Alex like your... Uh, uh- or does Alex like built bars?
0: Yeah. I mean, I got her the built bites, the cherry barcia and the orange ones for her because they're nice. It's like two bite little See, bars. So they're perfect for a dessert or for a quick snack.
1: Now that's the testament. Yeah. Because people know that we like have to read yep. these live ads, but I mean, people other than us don't have to enjoy the product. And I well, think don't. that's the testament there. If anyone's ever been considering ordering.
0: Absolutely. Okay, the Nashville Predators. <laughs> they are to the Carolina hurricanes what the Detroit Red Wings are to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, sorry, what the Carolina Hurricanes are to the Detroit Red Wings. They just cannot figure out really how to beat the Carolina Hurricanes. And it's like to no fault of Nashville right now. They're just not skilled enough and good enough to beat Carolina. They hung with them overall in the terms of the scoreboard. But there were at times, especially in the first period, where the Carolina Hurricanes put up 24 shots to the 7 for the Predators, where it looked like a... B-league team out there against a D-league team and with a good goaltender just holding on for dear life. Now, before we get really into it, Matt, the second period, at least you could tell the Predators made adjustments. Yeah. And they made plenty of adjustments out there and it was good for them to be out there and do that to limit shot opportunities, get a goal and to tie it. So the Predators do show that they can have a response. It's just not going to be enough against a team like the Carolina Hurricanes maybe against the Florida Panthers in the playoffs, for sure. It shows they can obviously go out and beat Chicago. They can still beat Dallas. They can beat those teams below them right now in the standings. But against that top three, it's going to be really tough overall. And that's now fallen into place with where we kind of expected them to be anyways at the beginning of the season. All the middle stuff aside, the Predators just aren't in the same tier as those other teams.
1: So touching on the tiers here, I uh, pulled up a stat before this show. And here's the Predators' win-loss against every single team in this division. Hurricanes, 0-5-1, Columbus, 5-1, Chicago, 5-0, uh, Dallas, 4-3, but all of those four wins are coming in a shootout or overtime. Detroit, 6-2, Florida, 2-4, Tampa Bay, 2-6, and I'm giving Tampa Bay an asterisk win because it was against Curtis McElhinney, but a win's a win at the end of the season. It doesn't matter how you do it or who it's against. It's a win is a win. Against Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina combined, the team's 4-15-1, and 1. Against Columbus in Detroit, 11 and 3, against Dallas and Chicago, 9 and 3. With a lot of those games, they're being close. If this doesn't tell you that the Predators are nowhere near being able to contend with the elite teams in this division, I don't know what does. This game tonight could have been 6 to 1 easily for a joke. If Saros doesn't stand on his head for the whole game, this is a 6 to 1 game without question. 50 scoring chances against in the whole game for the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, I'm going to click one button really quickly, and I'm going to tell you right now that that is by far, by 10, the most scoring chances against this team has faced all season long. And like I said, I don't live and die by naturalstatric.com, but I'd like to think they know what they're talking about there. Um, the first period the Preds came out, and during the first period intermission, here's what I want to touch on one of the Hurricanes players, it's completely slipping my mind right now, was doing the one-on-one. And on the one-on-one, he was asked, like, I talk about the first period, you guys did phenomenal kind of thing, one of those layup questions. And for a layup question, he gave a pretty good answer. And he was like, yeah, so the Predators started their fourth line with energy and we just matched that. and then, And then he basically said, we beat them elsewhere. Because, yeah, <laughs> you can go ahead and go, we got a lot of energy. We've got this dynamite fourth line we love. And then Carolina goes, that's cool. We have Sebastian Aho, Svechnikov. We have all of these guys, Dougie Hamilton, by the way, our backup goaltender is pretty damn good too. And he's not even a backup. I think that guy could be a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was very close. This was one goaltender away from an ass whooping, like they're nowhere near as good as the hurricanes. And that's okay because that's the direction that this franchise has proven that they want to stay in for this long. And we saw it at the trade deadline that they're just okay being complacent and trying to sneak in. There's nothing we can say on this show that like we can kick and scream and flip desks and all that. But at the end of the day, we're not the GMs. We were just here to talk about the harsh reality. I'm not
0: flipping my desk. There's too much expensive stuff on my desk. Yeah. This desk is a sneeze away from falling apart. So. Matthew you I'm buddy.
1: waiting until I buy a house
0: and then I'm buying okay. a desk okay that's fair that's fair but uh, I want to hear I wanted to hear Matt Duchesne first came back and obviously as you can imagine there are a lot of fans that were groaning about that but as we've been saying I mean he's going to play and Matt Duchesne he thought he was gonna be a little rusty I think he actually played fairly well given the fact he hasn't played in six weeks I mean, yeah. he, he's in there, he's trying to create opportunities, and you can't rest everything on Matt Duchesne. You can't say this game was lost because Matt Duchesne did this, this, or that. But he was out there with plenty of speed. He was driving to the net. He was trying to create opportunities. He fit in with the lineup, and that's why you play him. So even if he's not producing right now, he's the $8 million guy. You have to play him right now and see what happens. And they also put him on the wing, which I'm glad they didn't bump him. They didn't bump Mikhail Glanlin down to put Matt Duchesne back in at center. I like that as well. I'm sad to see Ren Pitlick come out. I hope Rem Pitlick gets more opportunity <laughs> still. I know. I know. I hope he gets more. And we knew that was coming. I mean, you called that. Yeah. We, called, we called it. We knew this was going to happen. He was just odd I man out right so now. so hard to make a case against it. And we just, knew it was going to happen because that was yeah. just the way things were rolling. And because Tanner you know, fits well in the bottom six especially on that, that the fourth line, he was not coming out. And we're going to talk with Tanner no. Janot in the next segment as well. Uh, but Matt Duchesne going to play. I like him at winger. So you're not sacrificing what you've been doing, at least in the top six, overall against many other teams, just not the Carolina Hurricanes. But asked him about his return, but overall just the response in a second period. Because if we're trying to find anything for this team to build on, the way they overall played against Carolina, especially the second period on – that means they should be able to take care of business against Chicago. I mean, they kept pace in the game later. They, they, they've kept pace against good teams. They just don't have enough it, to get over the hurdle.
1: It's also a problem, though. Like, you have to be able to make a mid-period adjustment at right. some point in your life. And I know I'm a, not a big John Hines truther, but I've given them the benefit of the doubt of the doubt a lot compared to just the main general public uh the onus is on him to grab this team and i don't really care if you burn the first period timeout and go uh listen we suck right now here are the adjustments <laughs> we need to make and if you can't do it on the fly burn your timeout i truly don't sure. care um it, it's just you can't wait a full period and i was talking to our buddy Kyle Perk and uh I said to him, I was like, you can't take a full period off. And he made a great point. He's like, you can't take a shift off against the Hurricanes. And I was nope. like, you're absolutely right. That nails it right
0: there. And if you're not able to
1: make those on-the-fly adjustments, you're going to lose a lot of games.
0: Like I said before, if it weren't for use of Staros, this could have been way, way worse. But yeah. okay, let's say you're from Matt Duchesne in terms of those second-period adjustments. And if it's one from something, at least they can build off of in terms of what comes next. Because not many people were expecting anything. We would have loved to have seen a split uh, in this. Uh, but it, mm, <laughs> Carolina's good. Hi, Matt. Uh, first of all, welcome back. Uh, just looking at, at the way your team was able to at least respond in the second period, which was just a complete 180 from the first period. What kind of confidence does that give you, at least as a team, knowing that you guys can come out and respond when you guys are kind of uh, in a hole like that? Yeah, I thought we talked about it. We, you know, the other night they got up to, and we kind of, you know, we didn't have a pushback. We had a really good first the other night and Um, you know, they got, you know, an untimely goal at the end of the period and an untimely goal right at the start of the second and it kind of deflated us. And I felt tonight like we were, you know, more even keel and we pushed back and we were definitely a better team in the second. I thought the third was pretty even. I mean, could have gone either way. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate to lose those kind of coin flip jump ball games, but, uh, you know, we can't hang our heads here. We've been on a great run and, uh, we got Chicago three times in a row coming up and, uh, those are, everyone knows how big those games are. I mean, it, It's right, because you you know Carolina is a better team than you. Don't focus overall on these games. Focus on, hey, we can still at least go beat the crap out of Chicago.
1: Yeah, it was like, (laughs) here is your reality check. Um, The Hurricanes, very good at hockey. And he did call it a coin flip there, which I don't agree with whatsoever. Maybe the second period we can call a coin flip. Uh, The first period, yeah, if the coin is double-sided Hurricanes, sure, it's a coin flip. But
0: I mean, it's I just, wouldn't necessarily he, call it I a coin flip. The second period, the National Predators own the second period. Yeah. They, they I, really I, did in terms of that, but, but it so, wasn't enough,
1: obviously. I'll rephrase between the second and third period, it was a coin flip. Combine the two together. Okay. Then it's a coin flip. There. I'll Go with that. Because it kind of went the little roller coaster ass, of the bell yeah, curve. The, <laughs> the first period ass whooping that they got. Like, <laughs> I was amazed when I looked at the score because I missed the first half of the first period. I was driving home and then I rewatched the first period during intermission. But when I looked at the score, I was like, hmm, that's not bad. And I looked at the shots. I was like, okay, how? And then the answer to how is sorrows. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right. Up next, because obviously we're not going to, spe- we don't want to spend any more time really just talking about this game in general because there's more important things to focus on because you know Carolina is good. Let's talk about Tanner Janot. Uh, and we, we will get to we have a special package from a listener that's going to come up in the third segment. But I,
1: this one. is the hardest thing I've had to do is get mail and not be able to open it. Like, yeah, we're going to I wait. This right you're you're going to have
0: to wait another segment. You are have to wait another segment. No, let's talk about oh Tanner God. Janot and just the heads up play by him. And just what impressed me uh, about that and being able to to look at the way that he form this game. Just little things that I'm noticing about him, even though he's still very young in his NHL career. Let's talk about that up next year on the Lock Apartments podcast. He's my best. I'm Justin Bradford.
1: All right. Let's talk about rings and fun things and bling blings and I'll stop rhyming for you. BlueNile.com has a capsule collection of diamond rings called 1010. Responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. Uh, the 1010 capsule collection is a collection of course, of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive diners working today. Thus 1010 rings sure to bring joy into his or her life uh, using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. That's right. No blood diamonds. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Also blood diamond. The movie holds up. I watched it recently again. Pretty good movie years later. Ideal for engagement. Mother's day, father's day, any day really. Even if you just love me and want to send me a ring, you can go ahead and do that. Send Justin a ring too. He loves rings as well. I don't know what finger he'll put it on. Probably the left ring finger if I give it to him. Right, Justin? You love me. BlueNoddle.com. <laughs> Search the words 10 by 10 uh it's super easy all you need to do is go to their website everything just pops out at you it's a jewelry website of course it pops out at you but it's limited edition you want to get there right now bluenile.com search 10
0: by 10. and welcome back to the Locked & Predators podcast Justin Bradford, Matt Best. Well, this is one of those things Tanner Janot has been getting talked about a lot because he's quickly becoming a a fan favorite just in terms of the way he plays the body, uh, getting his first goal, and just being part of the the energy out there for the the team. But this is one of those things I wanted to discuss was the heads-up play that he had. The Predators were out there on a penalty kill because Tanner Janot was serving a penalty mind you uh being a little physical is on interference so it was on yeah. him to not pull up a little bit we've been talking about his even, responsible play but even the yes. uh,
1: Hurricanes broadcast was saying that that was a questionable penalty at that right and I, I kind of thought the same thing too I was like there was no like actual intent to go lay the guy out or anything it was just, they, made con-
0: they made contact yeah and just but wanted you, you to avoid to call it more it. but yeah. if anything there, that's a heads up on the officials for at least not letting it get out of hand, because if you let that fly, then Carolina's probably going to take Ooh, liberties. Just yeah. yeah, so anyways, heads up play by Tanner Janot, because the team had been out there and obviously gassed. They've been stuck out there. Carolina, number one power play unit in the league, will definitely keep a team out there on the penalty kill and not let you dump it as much as you possibly would want to. Tanner Janot comes out of the box, skates deep into his own defensive zone, I know Ekholm was out there, but instead of Ekholm taking possession of the puck, Tanner Janot is basically like, I got this. And he goes coast to coast up along the boards, avoids two checks, one trying to throw a hip check on him, which is like, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, and I mean, then another one. To throw a hip check Yeah. On Tanner. And then another one trying to lay a check on him as well when he's entering the offensive zone. So he avoids two body checks trying to throw him off the puck. Skates it and has a clean overall, clean zone entry. Allows the Nashville Predators to get a full line change aside from him, obviously, but he had the freshest legs out there. Allows the team to get a full line change. He gets the puck in deep, goes behind the net, it, it passes it around a little bit. The Predators lose possession a little as well, but then Romanos is able to steal the puck away off an attempted clearing pass and score a goal. Yeah. None of that happens without Tanner Genoa having the IQ and intelligence to not just dump the puck in and get it clear to let them change, but actually skate the puck in, create an actual possession in the offensive zone to allow the team to reset and get their guys out there to where they can create an opportunity instead of just dump and change. That was a heads up play by Tanner Janot to have the wherewithal to understand that his team needed to change, but that he had a big enough body and confidence in his ability to possess a puck to, overcome two attempted body checks and still skate that in and battle for the puck and allow an opportunity to happen. Yeah. The turnover happened after some passes and everything, but still the puck would have never been in Carolina's zone. If not for Tanner Janot skating it in. And I mean, we'll get to the audio from Roman Yossi and head coach, John Hines, but first Matt, just your take overall on just what I'm dishing out here.
1: Out of every young player that the Preds have called up, not named Tolvanen, and we're not counting him here this year because he should just be with the team from the very beginning. Anyways, I digress. Uh, <laughs> any player that this team has called up or had on the taxi squad, uh, anyone who's not been a mainstay roster player, Tanner Janot has impressed me the most. And I, I don't even think it's close. I know Carrier's been good. I know I love Davies. Um, I know Rem Pitlick. I fought for him to stay in the lineup. I know I enjoy Yakov Trennan. Nobody is close to Tanner Janot in terms of coming in flawlessly Not having an off night so far. I know he hasn't played that many games yet, but he's been on every single night. And today's hockey IQ play that you're talking about is kind of the play where I don't look at it from Janot and go, wow, that's out of this world. I go, that just seems like it's his game. It doesn't seem like he flipped a switch and was like, "I, I need to make this play and it leads to a goal. There's no coincidence there. Tanner Janot, like I did a bunch of just tape study on Janot before he got called up and was watching those games that he had with the Wolves. And during that scoring streak, he does all the little things right. No matter how much ice time he has, no matter who he's playing with, no matter if he's coming out of the penalty box for serving a penalty, he does everything right. And it, it feels like that's the kind of thing that he doesn't take a shift off on. Is he going to score 20 goals on an 82-game season? Unlikely. Will he score 10? Pretty likely. Will he give you about 30 points? Pretty likely. Will he lead to a lot of goals against? Unlikely. Tanner Geno is a good player. He's a bottom six player. And I know we've been giving a lot of love to bottom six players on this podcast. But newsflash, that's what a lot of this team is. Um, (laughs) But Tanner Geno out of all of them has impressed me. It's not to say like, oh, let's give him second line minutes now. Let's pump him up Yeah, No, no, don't do that. No, 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 no. As much as we love him. We love him for the role he plays. It's not Tanner Genoa is the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's Tanner Genoa is what this team has needed in the bottom six for so long.
0: All right. So let's hear from Romanos who scored the goal because Tanner Genoa got the puck in the zone. Hi, Roman. So uh, on your goal, a lot of it seemed to to start with Tanner Genoa just being able to skate the puck coming out of the box. Being able to get the change going, everything like that, and avoiding a couple of checks as well to keep possession in the zone there too. What does that say about his hockey IQ and intelligence to be able to give your team that kind of change to be have the heads up play to make it available for you guys to stay in the offensive zone?
1: Yeah, he made a great play. Um, I think in general, I mean, a lot of credit to to our penalty kill there that they were out there for. I think they got stuck for two minutes um did an unbelievable job uh blocking shots getting in, lane, in lanes uh, not getting scored on and then uh yeah Tanner came out of the box made made a really good play
0: held on to the puck he's a big strong guy but he's uh he's a very smart player and uh, he definitely definitely made that goal happen big strong guy yep that's... very smart player <laughs> big strong guy okay and then obviously want to get this in here's John Hines basically asked him the same question uh had a, had a little theme tonight going hi John uh on Yossi's goal started by Tanner, you coming out of the box and and getting the puck possessing it, allowing the team to get a change and then keeping the puck in there by winning a couple checks. Just what does that say about his hockey IQ and intelligence to be aware of the situation at hand, knowing the guys been out there and really tired and just being able to take that puck in deep and keep it in like that. Yeah, it's a real, it's a, it's a good smart play by him. Obviously he's, a, you know, attentive, uh, <clears throat> while he's in there and then comes out and, you know, like you said, he understands the game situation and he has the physical tools to be able to get in, get in the offensive zone, get over pucks. And, you know, it was a smart play and uh, a, a, the right decision at the right time. Physical tools. <laughs> yeah. Not being toolsy. Called a tool. <laughs>
1: he is toolsy. Um, Roman Yossi. I want to go back to that quote. Yeah. Didn't have to call him a smart player. No, Could he have didn't. just said good play did the right thing, just like John Heinz did. Heinz's answer was what you'd expect from your head coach.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yossi's answer is a bit more telling. It shows that Yossi's eyes are open to, hey, this dude's pretty good. Let's keep him around. But instead of like, he, I'm, all I'm trying to say is he could have taken the easy way out on your question and been like, yeah, good play, good player, led to a goal. Appreciate it. Uh, we like Tanner. He's good in the bottom six. To go out of the way and call him a smart player, I think, is kind of telling, especially about your captain.
0: Well, and especially, too, Yossi as a defenseman knows what Jano had to do to be able to accomplish what he did. So reading that play as a defenseman, that's the way I kind of take that as well as being a smart player because I was smart on him because all Jano had to do was dump it. That could have created another chance going the other way by Carolina immediately after the Predators got done killing off a penalty. So, okay, up next, we're going to have Matt open his special present from a listener. And if you're listening, a special present, special present he, he, well, he arrived and he's been having to wait. So the, it's just really I had excited to, put to open it in a this different box. room. So I wasn't tempted so he wouldn't be tempted to open it. So he's going to open that up from, from, from a fan of the show. And if you're listening to this and you haven't watched, we're going to make sure this video is on social media. So make sure you're going to our Twitter account. Gonna posted there as well. That's good. As well as our Facebook page, Locked on Predators or L-O underscore Predators on Twitter. So you can watch the video of him opening this up next. And then we'll discuss the standings watch. Chicago one, Dallas one is definitely standings watching right now in Nashville Play Chicago three times next week. So plenty to discuss of what's next for the Nashville Predators and their hunt for fourth in the division to make the playoffs. Up next here on the Locked on Predators podcast, he's Matt Best. I'm Justin Bradford. All right, folks, you know, we talk about it a lot, Bilt Bar. It is delicious. They have so many different flavors, something for everyone, whether you like salted caramel or chocolate or peanut butter or cherry, orange, coconut, coconut with almond, cheesecake. There's something for everyone, and you're going to love it. But here's what's even better. You go to BiltBar.com, you put together your order, and then what you do is use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your entire order. And here's what's better. Built does free shipping. So you put together your order. You get some Built Bars. You get some Built Boost, which is a great, great vitamin drink you put in a bottle of water. And then you're going to use promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com. You're going to save 15% off your order. They're delicious. They're nutritious. They're full of protein. They'll keep you full. It is a great, great snack or a great breakfast replacement. Highly recommend it. Love the flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com. LOCKED15 promo code.
1: It's about that time where we talk about betting and betting online. And whoopie doo, wouldn't you know, there's a book called betonline.ag. And this book, too, is going to give you some free money when you sign up. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You want to go and use that, and you will be privy to how easy their sports book is. You can make bets on anything. Money lines, puck lines, run lines, first five innings, props. Uh, basically anything, movies, awards, TV shows, reality TV. It truly does not matter what you put your bets on there. I and mean, they're going to give you free money. I don't know how many times I got to tell you. Free money captures my heart. Let me capture your heart with their free money. Promo code locked
0: on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at betonline.ag. Welcome back to the Locked on Predators podcast. Justin from Matt Best. And if you heard a pause in Matt's live route right there, I was doing something to throw him off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's now a thing we do because you've started reading the uh, built bar ads. So we do things on camera to try and distract each other, and uh, we do a pretty
0: good there job. Okay. We have a very special gift that was sent to Matt by listeners. Tell by John, John. By John. And so Matt's going to open this up right now, live. <laughs> well, live okay. for us.
1: So, full disclosure. I thought I was getting trolled. I thought okay. I was either
0: going to get like a
1: graffiti bag or something in the mail, oh, or not a graffiti bag, a glitter bag. Glitter bag. Okay. And then John told me that he talked to you about it, and then you told me that it would be a cool gift. I'm trying to keep this under two minutes and twenty seconds, by the way, for Twitter. Yeah, so hurried up. Um, and I'm just glad it's not a troll gift. And I'm sorry in advance if you have to cut any of my swears out, because both said <laughs> I will very much enjoy this. All right. We're opening it this way so I don't dox John and show his address, to everyone. Yeah, please don't do that. Okay, it That's is wrapped again. I did not think this.
0: We're gonna. <laughs> well, that just shows that I kept it wrapped or unwrapped the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's wrapped, not unwrapped. It's protected with cardboard right now. And I have no idea. So it doesn't is. bend for obvious for reasons. There's a reason that doesn't need to be bent at all. So you've known what this is, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like, since
1: before it was sent.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And it's not a troll, because that was what I was afraid of. I didn't think John would troll me, but I think it would be hilarious to troll me and send me something. I'm sure it would be.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Oh, holy shit! (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: This is... (laughs) So, it's a David Ayers autographed clipping of the toronto sun which is so cool to me because it is so iconic in toronto sports history to the fact i just got to keep showing this thing off like you could show someone who's not a hockey fan i could go look at this and they'd go holy like dude this is sick thank you john i appreciate the absolute hell out of this the funnier part at the bottom is if you look at what's there always satisfied But this is so, this is sick. I, like, thank you. This is not what I expected whatsoever. It is a partial troll.
0: Yeah, a little but bit. it's
1: a very smart troll.
0: Exactly. It's not It's this not silly, sick. like like you said. It's not glitter or... No,
1: and it's not, like, it's not a scrub player from 10 years ago. Well, and this I, is, I, like... He knew something in- you'd
0: appreciate and laugh at. You'd be able to, this you'd be is able amazing. to love it, yeah. This it's is, all, like, in cool. Toronto
1: sports history today kind of thing.
0: Yes, so well i'm Amazing. glad you had the reaction you. very good job john this is phenomenal one more time this is just miracle so cool. on ice that's <laughs> what it says if you if you want to see matt's reaction instead of just hearing it make sure you go to our twitter at lo underscore predators to watch the video or our facebook page locked on predators all right let's <laughs> <laughs> and remember folks, we do have a giveaway that we're running right now for multiple bobbleheads. You can use the, the code free agent. That's all one word free agent at our pinned post on LO underscore predators. And it's an entry to win a Matt Duchesne bobblehead, a Milwaukee Admirals Ben Franklin themed bobblehead. And Aaron Sims, who's the play-by-play announcer for the Milwaukee Admirals bobblehead, and a National Predators hat. So go there and gleam and enter to win that contest. Matt is still staring at it. He's infatuated with his gift.
1: I'm staring at it, and I'm shamelessly texting John right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, like this I'm is, glad you had the I said, reaction.
1: All caps, I said, ha ha ha, just opened it. Incredible. I actually love this. Literal Toronto sports history. Like, There you go. This is so unique to me because I love hockey memorabilia but this is like next level hockey memorabilia. Because anybody can get like a signed stick. Right.
0: This is a Zamboni driver. Right. A Zamboni Ooh. driver? Whoop the Leafs' asses. Like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. All right. So standings watch. Whew. Chicago wins. Dallas wins. Chicago, 47 points. The National Predators, 49 points. Chicago has a game in hand. Nashville and Chicago have both at 19 for row. Dallas, three games in hand for Nashville. They win. They're now only three points behind Nashville. Their rows at 16. It's big time standing to watch now because the Dallas Stars are 6-2-2 in their last 10 and have won two in a row. <laughs> they look nasty. So this next week is separ- potential separation time or potential more butt-clenching time for Nashville Predators fans and Chicago fans. I mean, when you think about it too, in terms of what other teams have done, (laughs) when Tampa Bay started McElhaney over Vasilevsky against Nashville and Nashville put that touchdown and extra point on them, Chicago fans and Dallas fans are probably like, okay, come on. Because you think maybe if they started Vasilevsky and Nashville was not able to get that victory, things would have been even now for those two teams, for Chicago and Nashville. I know these are all what if situations here and – weird to look at it like that but it's coming down to what other teams are deciding to do against others as well they still control their destiny because of where they are at in the standings but it makes next week that much more important for the national predators because not only is chicago saying hello but dallas is chugga 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 (laughs) dude wash out now it's uh, that's coming down to that there's only a few weeks remaining in this season and these teams all face each other still at least one more time, I mean, they see Dallas another time. It is going to be very curious how this all plays out.
1: It's uh, this is scoreboard watch central now because the stars play the Red Wings four times next week. So while you think Nashville has like, oh, we just faced the Hurricanes, all right, now let's go ahead and face the Chicago Blackhawks a bit easier. The Dallas stars are going, LOL, that's fun. We've got the Red Wings to play now and we're rolling. Like Dallas hasn't had a reality check since their Florida game. And it wasn't even really a reality check. They lost three, two in overtime, still picked up a point. The last reality check the stars truly had. I'm not going to call the one, nothing game. in Carolina a reality check. Um, <laughs> honestly, the loss of the Preds on the 30th in March is their last kind of reality check. Um, Four games against the Red Wings. If we're going to do our little predictive thing here, I think the Stars go three and one, um, which means the Predators have to go three and zero. Oh. That like there is no exception to it. Uh, the the Red Wings will lose that extra. The yeah the the Stars will lose that extra game in hand based on playing four this week, and that's only one extra game in hand so far. And then the week after is even more intensive scoreboard watching. Because the Stars played the Hurricanes twice and the Tampa Bay Lightning one time in that week after. The Preds have to go 3-0. The Stars will likely go 3-1. The pressure is on to go 3-0. Because, yeah, if you go and get out of a possible six points, if you get four points, you might think, well, they've got more points than they uh, didn't get. Cool. Dallas is likely getting six of eight points here. Uh, It's... It's tough. Do you still think that the Preds slip into that fourth spot?
0: I still think they have that opportunity to. I, I know they have a tough schedule. But if if they're able to not let these losses to Carolina bother them and they can continue to play they were the way they have been because they can still play – they're still playing overall decent hockey. I mean, Yusuf Saro is still showing that he's playing well. He is playing oh, yeah. well. I mean, against Carolina, he's playing well. I mean, so you didn't see a fallback – that he could have had with loss of confidence in those two games against Carolina like that, especially in this game, this loss, he looked very, very good. And he saved Nashville's ass multiple times with some fantastic saves. So again, as you said in the first, segment, if not for him, the score could have been way, way worse. So that's good because that was the turning point is Yusuf Saros being able to turn it on and even Pecorini while Saros was injured. But overall, Yusuf Saros has made this team his and giving them chances to win. So if the team in front of him can continue to play overall well enough that they had been doing, they can beat Chicago. They can go out and get enough wins to slide into that fourth spot. I'm way more concerned about Dallas than I am of Chicago because if if, – for obvious reasons here, because if Nashville takes care of business against Chicago, that makes it extremely difficult for Chicago to even get back into the thick of it. Nashville and Dallas only play each other once. And then the good thing for Nashville is they face Columbus twice, two games before the end of the season. Uh, That bodes well, too, for the Nashville Predators. So in terms of the upcoming schedule, yes, it's still difficult. It's still up to face Florida and back-to-back. But like we discussed before, when you look ahead of the schedule, there's some good breaks now for the Predators, too. They've gotten through the majority of the difficult part of their schedule now because they have a day off between every one of the Chicago games. Then they have two days off before they have to take on Florida at home. And then three days off before they take on the Dallas stars, then days off between Columbus and then two days off. And they only have one back-to-back left and not the back-to-backs are the detriment, but the schedule bodes well for them to continue to be rested and not overly exhausted. Unlike Vancouver. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's a whole other debacle. Uh,
1: We talked about it before the season started and very early in the season started, that there are must-win games in a calendar for teams. Yes, And there are games that you should win against. The should-win-against are out of the window right now in this playoff hunt. You need to win all three against Chicago. You need to win your two games against the Blue Jackets. You need to win your game against the Stars. Those are the six must-win games. And then you can feel comfortable if you only win one of two against Florida or squeak away with one point. Or if you get two points out of Carolina at the end of the season, that's when you can feel comfortable because I promise you, if you can go into the end of the season and your must win games are the hurricanes, because you botched an attempt against the blue jackets, or you botched a couple games against the Blackhawks, the odds will not be in your favor. And uh, Dallas is a well-oiled machine right now. If I were to give it a percentage chance, I got Dallas in at 60 Nashville in at 40. Okay. And And, okay, hold on, hold on. I've got, Dallas in at 59, Nashville at 39, and Chicago at two. No, oh, okay. I didn't even
0: realize you're trying to get to 100% on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just got to throw Chicago in there because, I mean, they could go on a run. The Predators, nobody expected them to go on that wicked run. Chicago could do it. Any team
0: could. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen. I, I'm, I'm putting the Predators then, I'd say, at 55% to That's get fair. in. And then I'd put, the Dallas Stars at 40 and Chicago at five.
1: Yeah, I think that's it's not none that of far us are off trying, from you. I mean, none <laughs> of us are trying to, like, come over, up with a hot yeah. take here. It's no. like if your prediction comes through, it's just like, yeah. One game is
0: through, worth, like, five percentage points yeah. when you think about yeah.
1: it. <laughs> it's it's – I just think the strength of schedule for the Stars –
0: Despite them having to jam pack some games in there, it's a little easier because of Detroit. It does bode well for them. Now, maybe Detroit thinks the Stars are Carolina. And <laughs> yeah, man, like I, I don't understand that at all. It's weird. Well,
1: Detroit's also fast. They, like, are. they are a speedy team. And when you want to play Carolina, Carolina's shown, yeah, you want to play physical, we can match that. And then yep. it's, oh, you want to play fast? Ah, damn. Okay. We got to play fast too now. And it's just a quick little turnover. Detroit can capitalize, even though they don't have a lot of skill.
0: Carolina is just like, yeah, we've got that. Whatever somebody throws at them. Yeah, we got that too. Here you go. Uh, All right, folks. Well, make sure you enter that contest details you listened to already. And you're listening to this on Monday possibly as well so we'll be back with more we have plenty of episodes this week because we're going to talk about the game against chicago the first game they have over the week and continue it on until the end of the season which we don't know when that will be who knows make sure you follow him at best of matt i'm at justin b bradford as always feel free to interact with us tell us what you're thinking about these upcoming games we want to know your opinions and your thoughts on it and as always thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you next time